1: Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Freddie Kraft, and today on Door Bumper Clear, presented by OfferPad, we're back from the inaugural cup race at Gateway with a lot to cover. We'll talk Denny Hamlin versus Ross Chastain, Ty Gibbs getting spun by Jesse Iwuji under caution at Portland, the safety crew response time in the truck race, and much, much more. Jason, let's roll.
3: Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Door Bumper Clear.
4: Hey, everybody. I'm TJ Majors, part of the six-cup car. The one truck this weekend, another full house. Did you have to read that off the paper? It's yes. not even on here.
0: Just, now. To, just to make sure you oh, got that right. right. It looks yeah. like,
3: like
4: you were intensely
3: reading who you are <laughs> you, and what you do. Brett well. Griffin, a spotter for Collie Racing, stole a 13th or 14th place finish yesterday. And uh, man, Freddie, you ain't quiet today. <laughs> I did. I was uh, backwards twice. Uh, just ran
1: awful after that. Uh, what's up, Freddie Crash Spot? Bubba Wallace, Derek Krause This week, uh, yeah. I don't know. We got. Why were you backwards? We got well. Um, Chase spun out, or Chase got spun out by this guy Ross that wrecked. I don't know everybody. Um, and we checked up for the wreck, and and the twenty one car that was behind us <laughs> didn't. No way. Uh, believe it or not. He has had a habit of that this
4: year. A little Is that bit. Three weeks in a row. Uh, I know. I don't know. Maybe Texas, three weeks in a row. Texas, Texas for sure. Charlotte. Did he wreck at Charlotte. I don't remember. Or he that sent Busher into that wreck to flip him. Oh, that was.
1: I didn't remember that was him. Yeah. I, didn't, I was gone. I was sleeping by then. Uh, he also earlier when we wrecked you and we spun you at California. You remember, he was the one that came in and cleaned us out. Like five minutes think, later, and, do you
4: think I forgot?
1: <laughs> yeah, like like <laughs> we were all gonna be fine after that, and then here he comes and just wipes us all out. He, he, um, yes, I remember that very well. Yeah, um, so, so
4: Bubba
3: was on the golf tour with the guys, and then him and Denny had a spat, and and Denny kicked him out of the little no, men's that golf was, tour. That he was got kicked out of the basketball league. Oh, oh basketball still league. on the golf league. So, yeah, so he yeah. and Ricky aren't buddies anyway. Well, they—I mean, they were buddies, <laughs> used to be. Uh,
1: when well, the deal with Ricky, which I think we we'll talk about later, so we'll wait on that. But uh, we just got Ricky turned us
3: around, and then—but why did he wreck you? That's what I didn't understand. Well, it's a topic in the show. Yes, so oh, maybe gonna about it. About it. when you
4: read it uh, next time. You know <laughs> that I can't read. You know that sheet. You just blame me for reading. You should <laughs> we'll try 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 reading it. I can't read. You should try
1: reading the damn thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it was a long day. We just hard to pass, and and I think we, I think that we our car was pretty decent to start the race, but when. We got turned by Harrison in that Elliott deal. We really weren't the same after it. I don't know if there was damage or not, or if we just got, because we were in the back, couldn't get you know any track position back. Track but, changed a bunch, too. Yeah, if you lose track position... Yeah, it was over. Like, it didn't matter ugh. what you were doing. So, uh, that was unfortunate for us, but, yeah, just not, not an ideal day. What's up, Casey?
5: Hello, everyone. Back from Indiana Midget Week. Thank you to everyone who came in and introduced themselves, and thank you all for listening. Of course, Jason...
2: Director of content, Jason Schultz, here. Great and powerful oh, eyes. Jesus, oh man. Yep. <laughs> so how was St. Louis? Changing the subject. St. Louis was Saint Louis. awesome. I made a friend.
5: <laughs> I think you all made a friend based off the videos that we saw.
3: So... <laughs> this was actually in my spot off for St. Louis section, but since Freddie brought it up, I was you' gonna talk about I wasn't gonna bring it up, but Freddie was <laughs> well, we can't go into much detail. Freddie was attempting to get an Uber T j, <laughs> and a random person showed up and asked to give him oral sex in the middle of the road <laughs> this This happened, okay? <laughs> this is everything but videoed. A, a very well respected person, as far as the way they were dressed, showed up and just out of the blue offered Freddie oral sex. So uh, like, like, is there well, a catch? Or yeah, I wasn't. Nope. And he said no. I went back in the bar. Uber. I was going back in the bar. <laughs> I ran. Like I didn't know what to do.
4: Yeah, you, there's no time. Uh, you, you, you don't know.
1: You don't know. I mean
4: I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. What term was actually used? Like just walk up? It wasn't like a hey, what's up, you're hot. There was a little bit of small there talk. There was a little small talk, like how's
1: your night, what are you up to? And then the third question out of their mouth was
3: <laughs> Can I give you a, <laughs> a- <laughs>
5: Apparently they really liked what you were doing that night. So he was
3: dressed super cute. I he will was, give him that. I mean, he was. dressed I'm talking nice. about Freddie. Freddie was dressed super cute. I don't know about the other person. If we didn't get canceled before, we are yeah. definitely getting canceled. We're on flirting that. with it right now. So St. Louis, uh, it didn't blow, Jason. It was actually a pretty <laughs> <Jesus>. good race.
5: <laughs> are you allowed to say that? Uh, no, probably oh. not.
3: Oh. Oh. oh, it was. Hey, look, man. Uh, a lot of effort went into what those guys pulled off, and I know we're going to talk about it in a minute, but just I give the track staff an A++++++ plus because I was there a couple months ago and that place looked awful. I mean, it looked absolutely terrible. And to pull off what they did and in a short amount of time, they completely renovated. You were there a month ago? Two months ago. And you didn't go check the spotter stand for us? I well, mean- the spotter stand I thought would be on top of the building. So where was they it? they moved it.
4: It was in the top Um, of the grandstands exiting turn four. Um, I was going to – that, like, I like to disagree with Brett, but this um, facility was awesome. I mean, uh, the way they – and honestly, I was super worried about traffic, and I think they had that nailed. Whatever they did, I think they had it flowing. I know that we got jammed up a little bit on the way in, but when you're bringing that many people into a race – it's gonna happen. You're gonna have some traffic getting in uh, to me, anyway. Yeah. where well, I mean, everybody shows up at the same time. The only, the only negative from the weekend from to me, you know, as far as the track wise and all that stuff. A plus for everything they did. The the buzz, the atmosphere there, awesome, super good. And um, was the spotter stand? Like I don't know. If, I didn't see it on the list here. Pretty pretty hard to do. Pretty hard to be a useful spotter at that place.
5: Brett, you mentioned that there was one thing you would change. Is it the spotter stand? It
4: was a spotter stand. So
3: TJ, <clears throat> the rumor was going around on the spotter stand that TJ was consulted on the decision of where to put the spotter stand. So I asked TJ on Saturday night, was that the case? And he said no. So we had a prominent team figure within NASCAR ask NASCAR who determined where the spotter stand was going to be. And what they tell him? They said that they consulted with veteran spotters. So who the f- are the veteran spotters? Because I've been up there longer than any of y'all, and it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've been up there a long time, and if it wasn't you, who was it? I, they I just mean, learn
5: on the show. I, not I, to give I, you I put a, it, it in our advice. spotter groupie
1: looking for answers of who, and if there's anybody in
4: here that did it? Nobody. Nobody think, in there. <clears throat> I think I know, but I'm not going to say yet um, because month or month and a half ago somebody said hey yeah or two couple mo- lo- months ago somebody said and i think you knew this as well nah. that, they said gateway is do it building a new spotter sam and they said like i was it made it sound like it was right next to race control up like at that point um and if you're next to race control and up that's okay in that area but where we were was not where you would want to be. There's three things you want to do as a spotter. You want to see? have a
3: place to park, <laughs> see? a place to pee, and be able to see. Yeah. We didn't have nowhere to pee. Yeah, we did. Yeah, 14 stories down, wasn't no, it? No, man. There's it was, the bathroom you behind. should have told me I had to pee the last 100 laps of the race. <laughs> You've been to Gateway before. Well, we we didn't, didn't, I had if not, you didn't show up 10, 10 minutes before time, the, is is the is race it? started, you we we was outside. <laughs>
4: Literally, you walked well, I, right okay, down. Okay, so I had
3: a place to park. I had a place to pee, but I couldn't see. I couldn't see turn one. I couldn't see turn four.
1: And listen, here's my issue with the whole thing. The reason we couldn't see was man made. Like, it wasn't, it was not because the spotter stand, I mean, the spotter stand was too low, but the reason we couldn't see, and I'll post pictures of it, is because they put stages in the middle of turn one and two that blocked the whole Mm -hmm. racetrack. There was a tent off of turn
3: four that blocked half the racetrack. Like, the, 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 and I I will say this about that tent. When the wreck happened, where y'all all all ran over each other when Ross wrecked nine, I could not see where I was standing the top side of the track. So I can't I don't know whether or not to say go high or I have to base it on being able to see 40 percent of the racetrack. And I had a guest in my suite yesterday. Her name's Nicole. And she was basically saying, stop about not being able to see. And I said, okay, let me hand you your laptop and only 70 percent of your laptop work for all week, because all you want to do when you show up is be able to see. And they took that away from us. It was too low. The vantage points were terrible. Mm-hmm. And, the stage and
4: in one and two was really bad. Really
3: bad. I mean, you literally just lost them. And, yeah, you can, you actually you, you, lost you your car. You can't put us in that position because we're going to look like a bunch of idiots if they start wrecking and we say the wrong thing. Yeah, we had, the like,
1: so there was a lot of contributing factors here. We had a Pocono-style turn one where we were too far away, too low, so you had no depth perception into turn one. They built us a countertop that was about chest high, so you— lost the opportunity to lean forward because the thing is against your chest. Um, And then, like you guys said, there's on Friday or Saturday for the truck race, there was one stage in the middle of turn one and two. When we came back Sunday for the cup race, I'm assuming it's where Nelly and Duggar played on Saturday night. They had constructed some bigger stages. I think they were there, but they weren't raised up. There was two more stages that they tried to lower. They did lower them from the pre-raise deal, but it still blocked the entire bottom half of the racetrack. And so from the entry to turn one to at least like the three-quarter mark, you could not see any of the bottom lane. It was very challenging. Yeah. I mean, I'll I'll
4: post the pictures on on Twitter. There there wasn't – there was not – to me, there wasn't a level of comfort to do your job. No. no. And that's like when you start – when you're not comfortable – how you're or where you're spotting from. It just well, makes it here, here's hard.
3: what I'm gonna say. Whatever spotter or whoever they consulted with and whoever made this decision to put us there are all a bunch of idiots. Yeah. That was the worst spotter stand in the history of NASCAR and I thought Indy was bad in the middle of COVID. Yeah. It was way better than that. Yeah. Like there's I I'm I'm Indy, I'm Phoenix are the worst ones, but that one is... Imagine an <laughs> offensive coordinator showing up for a football game and only be able to see 60% of the field. Yeah. How mad is he going to be? He can't see the end zone, that's all. Yeah, I mean, like that's that's what we basically encounter. But anyway, St. Louis, A++ to the track staff. Um, and speaking of racetracks, we got Bristol Suites, the ultimate Bristol experience going on sale, right, Jason?
2: Yes, the ultimate experience on sale now for Bristol this fall. Playoff race last year was very exciting. Harvick and Chase Elliott... And Bristol's loud, so being in a suite in the summer still. Here's my
3: favorite part about these suites is, and look, I just had a suite with 30 people in it this weekend. Casey's in a lot of suites. Um, But my favorite part about these Dirty Mo Media suites, it's 60 raging race fans. They truly (laughs) love NASCAR. They're there for their favorite driver. And by the time this experience is over with, they're all buddies. They've all had a beer together, had a shot of fireball together. Like they truly leave their friends and we get to hang out with them for a couple hours. Yeah. And they realize I kept hearing on the video, you, you guys are just a bunch of down to earth guys. Yeah. I'm just a redneck from Paisley, South Carolina. So where but do you like, think we got one idiot from? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. us. I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> us. But, but like to, to see these guys get to come in and have the, and this is a VVIP experience. I mean, you got, you got drinks included, you got food, you got bathroom, you got, like Jason said, and, and, and I will say this, Casey, I would love to hear you weigh in on this. Of all the suites that we go to, Bristol is my favorite suites in the entire country because the glass is seamless, there's no bad vantage points, it is quiet, you can have a conversation and still get to enjoy 500 laps around that place.
5: They do a great job at that track. I mean, you... I don't know how many times they clean that glass, but I can tell you, you can see the entire track. It is clear. You, you can't get much better.
1: Uh, like you said, like I've obviously helped you with some of the, the nutrient ag sweets and stuff like that. And a lot of times when you go to these sponsor events, it's their first time there. You know, it's the first day. Oh, this is my first race I've ever been to. You know, they're not like Brett said, raging NASCAR fans. So it kind of, not that it dulls the experience at all, but like you're you're kind of, you know, we were talking about somebody in the suite last time. Um, well, you guys weren't there, but uh, that was her first race. Like she wasn't a big NASCAR fan, but because she was around everybody for that event, now she loves it. Um, but yeah, like the, just the fact that you're in there with race fans that are like-minded like you, uh, probably willing to do some couch racing and
3: do some arguing. You're going to think I'm crazy. I think this will be the second hottest NASCAR ticket of the year. I think the Daytona 500 in general beats anything that any of us can do, but I think this ticket for this race is the freaking second hardest thing to get in our sport.
4: Once it goes live, Bristol, and it is live, the Bristol Night Race is on the verge of being one of the crown jewels. I mean, it's if you're, it's just I mean, it's Bristol. Everything's right there. There's not a bad seat in the house. Um, I, I like. Like you said, you get to go in there and hang out with people and, and with the just rowdy bunch, man. Like, it's rowdy. I love yeah. it. Yeah. And it, it, it's fun. I mean, uh, like everyone that's been to these experiences is left with ra- raving, you know, reviews love it. So, and it, it's just cool to see them come in there and get the experience and, and, and enjoy the trip, you know? Yeah. And well, so
5: tickets go on sale today,
4: today they're out yes. buy them now
5: buy them quick. Cause they will definitely sell out. This is probably the best race of the year. Don't want to miss it.
3: Speaking of best things of the year, do you guys listen to any of the Mayfield Dell Jr. stuff? I have not yet. I have man, not that Dell Jr. download with Mayfield, I'm two and a half hours into this thing. Yeah. How long is it? Oh, it's two it's parts. Two-parter. Um, and man, like you're you're intrigued by a lot of it, and some of it is like you're reading a fiction book. You're like, dude, you're so full of shit right now but when you you look at that like, i'm telling you right now this is probably my favorite Jr. download so i I've I've have not to. listened yet because i want to wait for the second part to come out so i can kind of mm-hmm. listen probably Binge this listen. week
1: on the west coast yeah i'll do it to the um, west coast but so i have been of the, of the opinion that he's full of for a long time you know like just kind of you know just that was my opinion and i seen an interesting interesting tweet from davis saying that this part two that he says some stuff in part two that really makes you consider the fact that maybe he's not. So uh we'll see. I'll be interested to listen to it.
2: One more Dirty Mo podcast. Speed Street, our IndyCar podcast, had its first episode on Dirty Mo last week. It's entertaining. Connor Daly is a hoot. Enjoy Molinaro does a, a lot of Dude. those impressions. <laughs> I didn't know what he said right there. <laughs> a what? A Connor what? Daly. Oz said Connor <laughs> Daly is a hoot. He's very fun. They were talking about the after party Indy five hundred and the dynamics of the different drivers having after parties, and that was like Crazy. It sounds like an hour. award show deal. Like did everybody you get invited different. to the after parties? No, we were way too tired by that point. Way
4: too
3: tired. So next no. year.
2: Next year we gotta get on that list. Yeah, we'll get on the list next year. Why right? don't okay. we take a week off after the five
4: hundred and do that type of stuff? Yeah. I agree. I agree. The Daytona five hundred winner can go on. The rest of us can go to Razzles and like old days. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
3: So Mom, go subscribe, follow Molly Speed, Speed <laughs> Street. They have
2: shows every week. Uh, IndyCar race was yesterday at Detroit, was pretty good, so it was a Check great
3: weekend of racing, period. Oh, like, nice. I mean, it just was awesome. A.J. Amendinger.
4: I don't think you were going to say that if you were in Portland. I,
3: well, I oh, I wasn't in Portland, thank goodness. God, we're in Portland. It, oh, God. It they make you spot in the rain. But, man, that, so race, miserable. that race was awesome. I mean, A.J. Amendinger, that's probably one of the biggest companies. He wrecks before the race even starts. Who does yeah, that? so I, I he tears didn't see the, the beginning
4: up. of the race. So I got down there a little. What happened in the beginning? He ran off the track before they even took the green. If Screwed you look, his car up. If you had look, to come it, in.
1: If you look at the picture of the field, taking you know, they always snap a picture of the field coming to green. Like half the field's not there because AJ wrecked, and they all had to like scatter behind him. So like, there's only like twenty so he wrecked cars coming to the green. Coming to the green.
4: <laughs> <laughs> he wrecked before the racing started. How he, does he wrecked
5: that? during the racing. How does that uh, guys, Like
4: three times. If he does not come back and win that race, he is by far the what idiot. <laughs> no, there's all. a guy that did some other. <laughs> in that oh, race. Don't, it's don't worry. you. will
2: <laughs> cover that later. But,
4: but you. <laughs> you expect that from the other one yeah. you don't expect this from him said
5: one of you guys said that that race was awesome the others said that it sucked what I didn't a,
4: say it sucked I, well, I think he's insinuating it would have sucked had we had to be there and spot in the rain I'm race. saying yes like, okay. it, what, as a spotter I mean they were in the rain Nobody. it's not fun <laughs> We spotted a race last year in pouring rain the entire time. How much fun did you have? None. You probably weren't well, there. I, were I,
1: I enjoyed the Roval race that we did because uh, we won. I did that with yeah. AJ. And that was
4: a hurricane for How much three fun? hours. Coda was a downpour. Oh, yeah. That was terrible. Coda, it was, I was, was out of there probably. pretty early. Though. <laughs> oh, my God. I was there the whole thing. And it was miserable.
5: Do you see us? Uh, yeah. It was great to watch. I mean... Couldn't turn it off.
4: Anytime a track goes from dry from wet to dry, wet to dry, and you got Xfinity drivers out there, it's going to be a hell of a show.
5: Do you guys see them going back to Portland after Brett? After your comments last week, with- look,
3: it's it's a phenomenal racetrack. Just economically, it sucks for the teams. No, no other way. Even around Even two now. weeks off, it's especially still. to go out there in the rain and then not only have to do all that traveling, but now
1: half the field is destroyed <clears throat> on top of it. Like, ugh,
4: no, hurts. it's more than half. I'll bet. Eighty percent of there those cars. There wasn't a car. I mean, I am talking about yeah.
3: destroyed. There was very little that didn't have any damage. But AJ's car looked like he had raced Bristol and Martinsville in the <laughs> same car. The right <laughs> rear was torn completely exactly. off of
4: it, and he wins <laughs> the race. Biggest, I think, it's the biggest comeback win in NASCAR history. One of those restarts, I looked back there, and the guy running third had smoke billowing out of both front, <laughs> both sides of the cars, and still digging.
5: And then flies so. to St. Louis and races the Cup race the next day. Right. That is in
4: top ten, right? Yeah, it and ran 10? well. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Well, before we head into spot-on, spot-off, um, TJ, what in the world happened to you during the truck race with Haley Deegan and Stuart Friesen?
4: I don't, like, this is a way bigger deal than, like, did this get blown out of proportion or something? I have no idea. I don't know what happened. I mean... Broadcasts don't really cover it too much.
5: People, I just saw on Twitter a few people, people were commenting People keep asking me here,
4: it. That, like, second, not the second person, and multiple people were like, what happened in the truck? We come off a of turn four, and we slid up a little bit. She pinched Stuart a little bit into the wall. It was just... It was basically a Logano Byron off a turn two at Darlington. I mean, it was that, and he got mad. Um, caution comes out. He runs up there. It wasn't from that. The caution came out for something else. He runs up there. He's trying to run into the grass down the back stretch. His spotter's down there yelling at me for no, like, I'm like, Rick. She Who, just. who's the spotter? Oh, it was Rick. Mr. Rick was really mad at me. And I'm like, she just slid up a little too high. I don't know what you want me to tell you. I'm sorry. Um, and then his guy goes and just fences the seven late in the race off of turn two. Oh yeah. I talked to Raja yesterday. He said <clears throat> that the Stewart definitely stuffed him in the fence. Yeah, but that's that's okay. Um but no that and that like he just he tried to wreck her one time and then tried to run under the grass, just losing his cool and it's truck series. Speaking of that, shout out to two guys. One, Raja. I thought Raja did a
1: phenomenal Dude, job over. in the yeah. truck race. Super he good made race. Made one mistake leaving pit road. He sped. If he didn't speed, he's <clears> probably going to run top five, top ten. Uh, so great job by him. He's doing a great job learning. We see him on the roof every week asking questions during the race about he'll go to any spotter that has an issue during the race and ask them about the issue that they just had and what caused it and whatnot. Uh, so great job by him. He's doing a great job learning, getting better. And uh, kudos to Zane Smith. Uh, good job yesterday. Kind of ran his own race. Off to a rocky start by spelling the boss's name wrong in the thank you tweet. So, but from, from, I don't think that was him. From somebody, somebody <laughs> in the Zane Smith team was off to a rocky start by spelling Brad's name wrong in the thank you. Um, but uh, I thought he did a great job yesterday. He kind of had that yeah. top rolling pretty well and came home clean. He beat more than half the field, he so it's good. Clearly,
4: just rode around for a while, figured the cars out for half the race, and. He's pretty aggressive at the end. I mean, he was. He does there. have the
1: dubious distinction of his first cup race. He got out qualified by Cody, though. We have to bring that up because he about busted his yeah, ass. in turn hard. three. We almost <laughs> read into one. He he did it how, the other. How hand.
3: many people do you think could spell Keselowski's name right? I mean, straight, straight up, like, without knowing him. But He's how many like, people right know? Now? To Google it. <laughs> what an idiot.
1: It's his <clears throat> the best part about it is it is his Twitter handle. It's at Keselowski. That's you know I know. That's no Brad, there's no letters, no, there's no I numbers, mean.
3: it's Keselowski.
5: Brad, the day you can say Matt's de-, de Benedetto. I
3: almost spit my water out. I can spell it though, damn it. Cause I got Google.
4: Uh, yeah, so you probably yeah, I mean there's zero chance you write anything professional. With Matt's name without looking it up. If you tried, if you tried to sound uh, it out, you'd have like seven
2: D's. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's hear
5: a little bit more about our presenting sponsor, OfferPad.
3: We know your life is busy, and if you're needing to buy or sell your home, we want to help make that process as easy as possible. That's why the best option when it comes to selling your home is OfferPad.
4: OfferPad wants to buy your home and they do real estate the way it should be, easy. All you need to do is go to OfferPad.com and tell OfferPad about your home by completing a five-minute form.
3: Within 24 hours, you'll receive a cash offer. It's a free offer with no obligation to sell, and the process is so quick that it won't disrupt your busy life. There are a lot of perks that come
1: with selling your home with OfferPad. You can sell without listing. There are no showings. You pick your own closing
4: day. A free local move is included, and the option of a three-day extended stay. That's right, Freddie. Those are some great perks, and they are all yours when you sell your home using OfferPad. We
3: just raced in an OfferPad market in good old St. Louis, and now we're headed out west to Sonoma. If you live or want to move to Northern California, OfferPad has a market in Sacramento. When asked where you heard about OfferPad, select the NASCAR option so they know we sent you.
2: Spot on, spot on. It goes like this. Spot on means you agree I'm spot on are you joking me? he's lost his mind oh and by the way no one ever seems to agree and then spot off means you disagree spot off uh, here we f-ing go this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard but if you're TJ um uh uh there's only one correct answer I don't know it's time for spot on spot off
5: Moving on to spot on, spot off. First topic, the inaugural Cup Series race in St. Louis. I know we talked about this in the beginning of the show, but Brett, overall.
3: So I've got kind of a list here, and I'll just run down it real quick. At-track experience. Okay, spot on. I have never in my career seen a track do more than what St. Louis did. I've been to Super Bowls. I've been to Major League Baseball World Series. I have never seen a track try to give you a better experience. We had stages freaking everywhere. They had two stages on the front stretch outside. They had two stages on the track inside. They had big names, Nelly, Old Dominion, um, just tons of freaking. Dugger Duggar was there, like just tons of that. So, so huge spot on for that. Food vendors, lots of local food vendors. What does that tell you? That tells you that the track was not screwing them on rent. Because if they can't afford to make money, they can't afford to come. And when you go to these big tracks that overcharge for their space, a local food guy can't afford to pay rent. So for those guys to do that, major spot on. Um, The race itself, spot on. I think that goes back to the drivers, though, for the cup race. I think the drivers made it interesting. I think the tires sucked. I don't think the car was going to do that great there. I think we had guys like Ross Chastain that did stupid things that made it be a good race. And I'm sure me saying he did stupid things is going to make somebody track house mad. Cause we've already done that once this year. They call complain. Wanted a whole podcast taken off the air over Freddie calling Ross an <laughs> idiot, <laughs> idiot for pulling up in the middle of the pack. Um, the length of the race through just over three hours, I think major spot on. I thought that was perfect. Um, the rooftop patio on top of the suites. I don't know if they showed that on TV at all. Freaking a plus plus. What a great place to watch the race. If you beat the hell out of where we were, like you said, traffic. Traffic plan exiting. I had sweet parking. Frank Denny was on my plane. He had spotter parking. Both of us got there at the same time. Easy, easy out. Um, spot off for two things: food and beverage lines. They had they had <laughs> such, down they had such awesome vendors there that people were literally standing in lines that were forty and fifty yards long just to get food and beverage. But when you've got the local sugar-fire barbecue there, people are going to want to eat it, man. So they got to do something there. Just let's let's let even more vendors in. And then, obviously, biggest spot-off is that terrible spotter location, worst ever. But overall, KC, spot-on for me. Yeah, I mean, just the
1: takeaways like, looking off the back of the grandstands where we were down in that midway, that midway was incredible. I haven't seen a midway like that. In years, you know, honestly, and I mean, it was loaded with people. Loaded with every concession stand you looked at, like Brett said, had a long line. But they were all like that, you know. Um, it, there was people everywhere. That was the biggest takeaway for me was just the amount of fans that kind of flocked to this event. And I think in the years to come, maybe you know, you know I don't know about as soon as next year, but you're going to see a lot of upgrades to that place. I think you're going to see a new grandstand. I think you're going to see new suites, a new spotter stand. Obviously you know in years past you probably these tracks probably had to do that before they got a cup date. but this is a, this is a pretty important place in NASCAR. there's a lot a of, lot of NASCAR influence on the on the board of directors there. Um, so I think it was important to get there and the fans flocked to it and showed that it could be a great race. I don't know now obviously we don't know what the traffic looked like an hour after the race was over. It might have been terrible, but I love the plan to get you know it seemed to be flowing very easily when we left. Um,
4: but you know what else they did after the race? Yep, that's what I was. They gonna had four say. more concerts. Oh, they really? had a reason for people to not just leave. Yeah, right Yeah, so away. that's good. That's what you want. That's like smart. we talk about you value, stage add, you know, added name. value. And then then the people trickle out at a slower pace too. Some are staying for the concerts. So you only got yeah. you know sixty percent of the crowd might leave, forty percent stay, get another drink, go yeah, to the concert, I mean, hang this, out.
1: This greatly exceeded my expectations. I had pretty low expectations of a single file kind of more Phoenix type race where. You know this track seemed like it widened out. I didn't anticipate it widening out as much as it did. Um, oh my gosh. Like Brad said, the drivers kind of contributed to that, being able to move around, and and that's what helped the race. Because like you said, the tire fall off was non-existent. Um, track position was king. You know there was some guys. You could tell the guys that were really good, namely the twenty two, obviously won the race. But you could see he can get through traffic a little bit better than most guys. But a lot of times, and it contributed to a lot of the issues I think during the race was. Guys were getting very frustrated because it was hard to pass. But very hard. It could have been worse if it was a single lane racetrack. But I like. I'm. I'm. A, I'm. Aside from the damn spotter stand, I think it was a home run on all accounts. And and the spotter stand, like we said, wouldn't have been so bad if they didn't put stuff up that was in the way. You know. So it's just we talk about if they consulted other spotters and stuff. If even if they do, if they take me, you, or TJ there and go, all right, guys, we're gonna put you on this roof right here. And we got there, and there's nothing around. Oh, great! It's gonna look it's fine. It's gonna look fine. Yeah, that'll yeah. be fine. Then we get there, all of a sudden, and there's this big tent and two stages over here. Like, oh well, wait a minute! When we talked about this, that shit, it wasn't there. Like, so if you don't look at it with all the stuff that's can't gonna tell. be there, you can't tell that stuff. So, um, you know, like I said, I'm sure they're gonna make some steps to fix it. I mean, we've reached out to our our people ask our namely. Poor Kip. He gets beat up by the sponsors <laughs> sure. a lot. I tried to steal his pace <laughs> car this weekend. I saw that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I'm 100% spot on. Obviously, I'm good with going back there. Uh, Dave Stewart, the, one of the owners, I guess, of WWT, he's done a lot for Bubba in his career and helped out when we were the 43. So it's good to see him get that
4: date, and hopefully they can keep it. Yeah, I'm spot on the whole weekend. Mine is, the spotter stand was challenging, but uh, racing, track widened out. I, I don't know if you have the same result with that racetrack if you run it at night. I think it wasn't even that miserable hot. I was worried about that. Weather was awesome. Low 80s or something. Low 80s, I think it might have been. Um, great weekend. Tracks. It, it was 69 downtown. <laughs> <laughs> Just track knocked it out of the park. So great job with the parking. Um, that little tunnel out of three and four, out of turn four flow. Like they got that down. You don't, might wait a minute for one lane, then they send the other one. There's people that can walk through that all the time. Uh, uh yeah, home run. Great. My my only regret from
1: the whole weekend is I didn't get to see the Nelly Tim Duggar duet. Like if I that thought you were if that say happened, you
4: no, God no. Yeah. Uh, you, I thoughts about that, aren't you? <laughs> no, not I,
1: even a
3: I, I think two big statements were made this weekend, and, and the biggest one is this track. Listen, when you hear about TV money as a fan, when you hear the word TV money, the majority of the money goes to two entities. Those entities are the tracks and NASCAR. That's who gets the big rake, okay? The majority of tracks that we go to, they don't seem to be reinvesting in their facility, right? So I give them a huge A-plus for actually spending some freaking money to make the fan experience awesome all weekend. But if I'm Steve O'Donnell with NASCAR, who is over all the tracks now, he just took that role, I think, a month or two ago. He went in above Chip Wild. If I'm those two guys— I'm going to sit down and I'm going to go to this racetrack and I'm going to say, show me the economics of what you did. Because obviously the track still has to make money, right? But if you sell seven or $8 million worth of tickets and then you got the TV check coming in, how much money is the track making? It's a lot. But what they reinvested there compared to what we see NASCAR and SMI do, it was unbelievable. But they need to go sit down and collaborate with these guys and change the model for these other tracks. There's no way Charlotte Motor Speedway that's been paid for for 100 years – should look like it looks compared to what St. Louis pulled off in in a couple months. My question: Where
4: was Victory Lane? Front stretch?
5: I believe it was on the front stretch. I
4: think yes. they did it on the front stretch. That to me at a short track like that with the crowd that close, home run, dude, perfect. So home run for Gateway. I mean that awesome, awesome uh, experience all weekend. Really,
3: another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear?
5: Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check planning for what's next and how to save for it. Next topic, Denny Hamlin versus Ross Chastain as Chastain wrecks Hamlin and then Hamlin costs Chastain valuable time on track multiple times. TJ, spot on, spot off.
4: I mean, this isn't the first time this year. um, I mean, I'm spot off for, for Ross. I think he mentioned himself just continuously making these moves to do this stuff. It's eventually going to bite you at some point, and I don't think it's bit him yet. I think a guy slowed him up a little bit, but you got you got what? What's he got? Two wins, two, two wins, wins, two wins. Yeah, like this is the time to make friends and be quiet. You're just you're just gonna knock out them top fives. The win pops up, you get another one. Great. These are you don't now's not the time to make the enemies. Now's the time to build as many friendships as you can going into the playoffs because you want to be on good terms because. Danny Hamlin goes, has some bad luck in the first round of the playoffs. Gets knocked out. His meter is going to be pegged that he does not give a. Um, he's just that you don't want that right now. There's just you're just creating really bad luck for yourself down the road at some point. So, you know, spot off for for Ross doing that. I don't I don't feel like it's over. I am spot on for Ross saying
3: it was terrible driving on his part and that he. Uh, shouldn't be in the car if he's going to do that. Was way off on my driving today is what he said. Um, he wasn't only off on his driving one time. He was off on his driving three times, four times. So, four. So, what? I'm, I'm, I'm spot on for that. I'm spot off for his car owner, Justin Marks, after the race when Denny basically tweeted how frustrated he was. Justin Marks was like, honestly, I don't think Ross Chastain did anything wrong. Denny Hamlin can bring it on. That's kind of what he said on the social media. So I look at these guys, and I'm like, man, spot on for what Ross said. Spot off for what his car owner is saying. Keep yourself out of this, in my opinion. But what I'm most spot off for is – Ross got punked after he wrecked Denny. Like, he put him in a wall, and then he let Denny just keep messing with him. Why don't you wreck him again? Get him out of the way. Send another message, because he made you look like a punk after you wrecked him. He slowed you down, and I don't have SMT like all you guys do, but it looked like he slowed him down to about 47 miles an hour off of turn two in the middle of a green flag run, and Ross just sat there and took it. Why didn't you spin him out and keep going and run your race? Now, Ross ended up with a pretty good finish, but I just thought he looked—I thought he looked punked. Yeah,
1: I mean, the the it looked to me yesterday like the Ross Chastain don't give a f- tour made a stop in St. Louis. And that was <laughs> a good way to look at it. That was he I mean, he flat out wrecked Denny like that was brutal. Like he I mean, it looked to me like they were getting frustrated uh, racing it. around each other. I he just wrecked it. Denny like run him over and went on to one or two. Uh, Chase I don't think Elliott, he meant
4: for it to be that bad, but it did end up yeah. being that bad. Chase
1: Elliott, he just you know kind of put himself in a spot where he didn't need to be. turned Chase around off a of four. He launched Logano into three, but bottom of three wide, just ran him over. Launched him in there. Did the same thing to the thirty-four late in the race. Just got on his bumper into three, Ooh, and you, don't with, you don't want to mess with. Him, launched him in there. So now you but that will wreck your ass. You've got, <laughs> you've got as three guys. Put him on a hood. <laughs> you guys, you've got three guys there. The eleven nine twenty-two that you're going to be racing against in the playoffs. And then you've got a guy that's not going to, or he, I mean, essentially, he may make the playoffs with a win somewhere, but right now he's not a playoff team. Um, so, I mean, are these are the guys, like you said, are these the guys you really want to mess with? And, at this and don't point? forget
4: about A.J. Amendinger, who you wrecked to win Coda.
3: Yeah. Like, I mean,
1: there's, yeah.
4: I mean, like these are said, guys that when they get to you, they're going to be tough in the playoffs. Some of them are going to be very, can go make deep runs in the playoffs. These are the guys right now that when they catch you, you're already ahead of them. You got two wins. When they catch you, it's the or race you can you know they're, they'll just remember. Go. Just go. I mean, this is where you build that friendship. Yeah, I don't. So we're not where I get like Denny, of course, said that they're not even, you know, which. Well, it wouldn't matter what Denny says.
1: You're going to say Denny doesn't. But here's my point. Like (laughs) he's I mean, we're gonna have a hard time here because he said he's going to get them. You know, he said, you know, made comments about the only way to get this message to these guys is put them in the wall hard. Um, And what do we say on here all the time? If they say they're going to do it, chances are they're not. So we'll see if he can prove that theory wrong. But. You know, going back, I think he proves it wrong. Going, he might. I mean, it's it's very possible. I, there's very possible, good possibility. Any of them guys yesterday could prove
4: that theory wrong. So if we get to the last, we get to Phoenix. Write this down, Jason. If Denny doesn't ever do anything, we have we have to. You, well, got, you guys be ready to handle this <laughs> then.
2: Are you surprised NASCAR didn't do anything besides so, say NAS- three times that you should stop doing it? They well, they only said it once. Yeah.
1: Um, but I don't know where I stand on that because it's like you know something wrong is going on, but you're going to let it go or at least make the comment that you're going to let it go once. And they told him, you know, all right, Denny, you made your point, which who are they to say that he's
4: made his point? Like, <laughs>
1: he just got wrecked. You know, his, yeah. his car's wrecked. and I now, don't feel
4: like he felt like he made his no, point No,
1: and I think he's it, – it, expressed that on the radio when they <laughs> told him that you've done that. Cause I think Lambert relayed the message of, all right, they said you made your point. And he said, no, no, nah, nah, I have not made my point yet. <laughs> like I was like a kid <laughs> on
3: the morning of Christmas. Every time they called each other, I was like, uh, all right, here he comes again. I can't uh, wait. No.
1: So do you think that NASCAR <laughs> was, should have
5: not even made the comment and just let them keep going ready?
1: I, I, yes, I, I don't know if he, Listen, if you're going to turn a blind eye to it, then turn a blind eye to it and ignore it. Because all you've done now is put out there in the world that you're watching this happen and you're okay with it. Like, okay, like we saw him run them all over the place, obviously the first time. And NASCAR saw it because they said, you've made your point. And then what he proceeded to do was run him all over the place. Every other time he passed him, and NASCAR still didn't do a thing about it. It Really
4: pissed me off because we're I can't. We already can't see a quarter of the racetrack, and you now try I got to watch
0: him. Now Ooh. I got to watch you and my car.
4: So
1: <laughs> what was going to be really interesting? And I wish that I don't know if Danny knew this or not, or but. After the 9 put the 1 on the wall, first of all, the 9 sends the 1 up the hill, and I thought it was Denny, because it was. they were both in the back, and I just assumed, I saw the 1 take off, because it was like right behind me, so it was still in my peripheral, and I, I saw him go up the hill and I just assumed it was Denny. So I look back to like look, find where Denny's at, and it's not Denny. It was the nine. And all of a sudden, because we can't see him, Denny comes out from behind one of these stages and just dry, like side swipes the one on the way by. Like, it was like a triple threat match <laughs> in WWE. But, so that's what he gets in front of him. Now he's got damage from the chase wreck. So he's on the DVP clock and Denny's blocking him. And if Chase, Ross had one more lap, if, if Danny held him up for one more lap, Ross is out of the race because he can't make minimum speed behind the 11. He, this that, is
3: when I'm talking about Ross dude. being punked.
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah. If he Imagine if he actually accomplished that. Uh, could you imagine? No. Like, like, that like, would have been the funniest wait, thing in the history of the sport. So
5: w- would NASCAR give him another lap because he didn't no, get the they chance
1: not. to show they it? they better not. not. They parked me last week for it. Yeah, you have three laps to make minimum speed. You
3: don't do it.
4: You're You don't on do it. You
1: better, you better be on the trailer like we were. So you know, I, I was I was praying. He I just wanted to see the that situation. Schedule. I was
3: literally on channel two talking to Chris Rice, going, they, "They're not at minimum speed out here. They got to park them." <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, this was the best thing to happen all Listen,
1: weekend. For 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 me, the thing that I don't like this whole deal. I thought was you know Ross wrecked Danny, Danny's like messing with Ross the rest of the day, he's like miserable, but. When when Justin Marks comes out and says, my guy did nothing wrong, his view must have been worse than ours. <laughs> I don't know how that's possible, but, <laughs> like, I know we couldn't see shit, He really couldn't see shit, if that's the case because, oh. I mean, he literally wrecked Denny, flat-out wrecked Denny, turned the 9, ran over the 22 in a 3-wide situation, ran over the 34, almost wrecked him. Like, listen, he was – and Ross, for Ross to get out of the car and go, I drove like an asshole today. And then the car and go, ah, he did nothing wrong. It's fine. Like, I don't I don't buy that. He's
3: got his guys back. I get yeah, that and I get
1: that. But here's where we talk about this with uh, Ty Gibbs earlier in the year. You say, can't wait. You respond to Denny's tweet that says, uh, you know, Denny's comments that say you're going to wreck Ross. And you respond, can't wait. Are you really saying you can't wait because this what's going to happen when somebody, I mean, somebody, whether it's Denny, whether it's these guys, whether it's AJ, Ross has pissed off a lot of people. At some point, somebody is going to pay Ross back. Are you really going to sit there and go, it's okay, that's fine,
4: it's, what it's if good they hard all, racing? What if they all just have enough of it and just do it in like three or four consecutive races? <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, in, if, he, in he the playoffs. can't
3: wait.
0: In the playoffs. <laughs> he can't wait for it. They said it well, yesterday.
4: I think, uh, I think Justin Marks is a – Awesome, dude. Great. He's done a lot for the sport here. Well, he's done as a lot. In, he's, done, he's
3: done more in a short amount of time than anybody oh, a in last couple of of I've ever seen. I mean, You look at Michael Waltrip Racing, they come in and struggle to get up and running. Red Bull, $60 million budget, struggle to get up and running. Obviously, Justin's in a unique situation. He bought an existing race team. But Chip Ganassi Racing was never relevant okay. in a championship conversation. They had the best he's driver in the world, and they he's barely won multiple races multiple years. Yeah. So for Justin to come in with his leadership and to do what they're doing, Doing, it's impressive, but as an owner, you have to mature and realizing that sending that tweet out was stupid is part of the maturity process.
4: And I'm, I'm, I think it's cool that he's got his drivers back.
5: I agree. And on top of that, I mean, if you look at what he's doing, bringing in like international drivers, and you're like, he has done more, like you said, than anybody. And if he has an opinion on it, there's obviously more. T- more than you're not, realize, that you're listen, not realizing.
1: Listen, I am all for Justin Marks. I'm all for everybody over at Trackhouse. I think what they've done is incredible. And if he really, truly can't wait, and somebody, if Denny goes out there and wrecks Ross in the first round of the playoffs and knocks them out of the playoffs and he don't say a word about it, kudos to him because that's what he's setting himself up for here. He's saying yesterday, well, everything that Ross did is fine. When it comes back to Ross, you better have the same opinion.
5: Well, continuing on the topic of drama at Gateway, and Denny Hamlin. Ricky Stenhouse spins Bubba Wallace in front of Denny Hamlin, and Hamlin pulls up to Stenhouse under caution, then says, F-ing running 30th. Why is he wrecking for 30th? Spot on, spot off.
1: <laughs> Spot on for the boss. I, I, I we were trying to get going again, and I look up, and we got rolling finally down the front stretch. And I look up, and Denny's got the forty seven hemmed up against the wall in one and two. And I'm like, oh, I just realized that he was right behind us when that happened. Uh, but listen, this was a product of two guys having a miserable day. Um, Ricky ran dead last for pretty much the entire race. I think Cody, Cody Ware drove by. Cody Ware run around him one time. Um, he was having a bad day. Uh, and then we this is after we had gotten run over by Harrison so now we're in the back we're having a bad day and we were better than the 47 but we couldn't pass him it was just one of them deals where we're better better but you could just can't get around the guy so we finally got underneath him in one and two and bubba kind of ran him wide off of two to to get the spot. You know, we were three quarters of the way clear and Bubba kind of just kept moving up to make you know, make Ricky lift and and get behind us. And when he got behind us, he just went into three and and wrecked us. And listen, it's if, if that's how he wants to race for 30th, I mean, I think they said 30th, I'm pretty sure we were running 70th at this point. It felt like, um, you were right behind me. So, I agree. but but, I mean, listen, like Danny says, like we're, we're literally running probably 28th and 29th or something like that like I don't know that we need to wreck each other for that but listen if that's the message he wants to send and that's what how he wants to go forward I mean these guys race each other hard a lot and we, we usually find ourselves around Ricky pretty often so it's not the first time this has
3: happened but yeah this is the second week in a row we're talking about something that Ricky Stenhouse did that we didn't necessarily think was going to be beneficial to him last week he's MFing one of the best drivers in the field, who also is his manager. And this week he's wrecking one of the more prominent figures in our sport Bubba four thirtieth 30th place. So, Ricky, uh, those guys a lot of times overachieve. You know, Brian Patty, what they're doing over there with JTG, they don't have all the resources that these big teams have. And I think you just have a super competitive – I think Ricky's a talented race car driver. Uh, and, and I just think he's frustrated, but – it made the race better. I literally watched it happen and I started laughing because I was like, "Did he really just wreck him for freaking wherever they're running?" <laughs> and and I thought it was funny. So I'm gonna say spot on because hell, it wasn't me. It was right behind me.
4: Yeah, did uh, didn't really affect us either. So um, it was entertaining. So I, you know, I'm spot on for it because it just adds another topic to our sheet right here, and it's good to good to have topics. So spot on. for It's the always topic. fun
1: when you can. Like,
4: I had the opportunity to tell Bubba, oh, he's going to wreck you.
1: Like, you know, like, it's not like, yeah. it's like you see him coming from two back and he's like, ah, oh, he's wrecking you. Brad made a couple of comments. <laughs> so, what did Bubba say after he got wrecked? He didn't say, he did not say a word. Bubba is very good about, like, he won't, he did say something later that we won't get into, but uh, he, he's very good about not like the, now, when Harrison ran us over, he got real mad. He's just, son of a, Harrison not again because this is you know this is a continuous thing with the 21 but you know when he when Ricky wrecked him booty had to say something and to, to get a reaction out of Bubba but yeah Bubba didn't say a word when it happened
5: switching gears to the Xfinity race leader Ty Gibbs gets spun by Jesse Awuji under caution in the Xfinity race at Portland, Freddie, you can just have oh. my time on this one because
4: you're gonna have a field day with it. So,
5: yeah, actually, I'm curious. I've already had a
4: field day with it. I, I mean, I
1: hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. I mean, what, what, what else is there to say? Okay, the spot, guy, on. spot on, spot. Well, I don't even know what the hell the question was, but
5: <laughs> that you get spun by Freddie, Jesse. Would you Andrew like Cauchin? a Sol Jangles biscuit?
1: I couldn't believe my eyes. Like are we, <laughs> me and Brett, were at a bar watching this in St. Louis, and. Uh, we we were actually with uh, Tony Hirschman who spots for the 54 normally, but obviously wasn't there this week. And the camera cuts to the 54 stopped on the racetrack. And I'm like, we're like, Whoa, what happened? He must've broke, uh, you know, transmission, something like he stopped. And then he took off and we're like, Oh no, he's fine. They, I don't know why he stopped. And then the, and the, replay the replay pops up and you're like, Oh wow. Somebody ran him over at this time. I still don't realize who ran him over. And then it, it pumps into my screen and I'm like, no way. Um, I'm, are we serious now? Like this is this has gone too far. And I just looked at Brett. I was dumbfounded. I looked at Brett, and I was I didn't know what to say at that point. I mean, <laughs> was, listen, we've said it on here before. I guess I'll just
3: continue to bash this. Poor well, guy. Brett's
4: tweet pretty much. Um,
5: yeah, Brett, spot on. I spot about on.
3: spit my drink out when I, I think saw the tweet. this was the racing gods' way of paying back Ty Gibbs for all the people that Ty Gibbs has run over in the past two years. I, I think this was karma, and I don't really believe in karma. So I'm going to be spot on for the fact that
4: Jesse Awuji can't drive, and he ran over Ty Gibbs. Your karma got their spot back, though.
1: Well, I, I, think, would, I mean, yeah, he got a spot back. And I think, I mean, I don't know how they do that, the letter of the law, but he should have got a spot back, in my opinion. He got ran over from
4: behind. and, and, and He had the best car in the field by a lot. It, he threw that away later, all on his own. But but I mean, failure to maintain is failure to maintain. Oh, yeah. Whether you spin out or he whether you should not you, have got a spot he should back. Not have now, got his spot back, probably. That's a weak call from the tower. But by listen, the rules, by the rules, he should not have got a spot back. You failed this, to maintain pace. It it just goes back to, and I've talked about it on here <laughs> five, uh, five uh, times. Uji
3: exceeded pace. They should have gave him ten spots right out past.
4: He, was <laughs> he going. definitely uh, exceeded he, pace. Like, he
1: just listened. Nice guy. I met him a couple times. Yeah, incredible dude. Uh, great has a knack for finding sponsors. You know that car always seems like it has a sponsor on it. Um, he but, has a
3: knack for finding other cars. But too. He
1: it does not belong. It has just zero awareness. He's a danger to himself. He's a danger to the other cars on the racetrack. If NASCAR does not step in at some point, he's going to hurt himself or somebody else. Um, and it 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 can't happen. You know it's it's I don't understand. How we continue to let him out there? Like it's just, I it it's mind boggling to me. I don't I don't know. He it, and his excuse was, oh, they told me to pass him. Okay, well that doesn't mean you have to pass him right. Now, like, get the, that it's where you're trying afraid. to pass him is not a good idea. It's like, a big
4: track. He's trying to get caught back <laughs> up.
1: I don't care. Like, you know the deal. Like, if they tell you to pass a guy, you normally wait for a – especially at a road course like that. Wait for a straightaway. Wait for – not launch it in there and, and then come out and say, well, the, the 54 was taking a big arc to the corner, I I told thought. the
4: 47 to pass you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like <laughs> – what what do you mean the f- he was arcing the corner under yellow like you don't have any idea what you're talking about and it shows in your statement you have zero awareness and you don't belong on the racetrack i'm sorry i blame hershman <laughs> probably
0: <laughs> hey door bumper clear fans this is mike davis with dirty mo media and i want to give you five reasons why RacingUSA.com is our favorite store for nascar merchandise First, NASCAR fans have rated RacingUSA.com Google's top source for NASCAR merchandise so you can always buy with confidence. Second, RacingUSA.com automatically discounts every order in your cart so you always get the best price. Third, RacingUSA.com guarantees the lowest pre-order prices so you do not have to shop around for a better price. Fourth, RacingUSA.com ships all in-stock orders the next business day. So, you can get your order faster than anyone else in the industry. And fifth, racingusa.com has a wide selection of current season hats, apparel, diecast, and novelties for the sport's most popular drivers. You can find products that are not available elsewhere, like the exclusive Door Bumper Clear Justin Algar Autograph Diecast that sold out in less than two weeks. Fans, RacingUSA.com is door bumper clear's choice for NASCAR merchandise, and we want it to be yours as well. So whenever you need a new hat, t-shirt, die-cast, helmet, or novelty to show your support for your favorite driver, we want you to shop at RacingUSA.com, where you are always somebody special.
5: Spot on, spot off, safety crew response time to the injured Carson Josevar after a last lap wreck in the Truck Series race at Gateway. TJ.
4: Uh, I I don't. Maybe you guys see it differently, but I don't see from the videos that I saw. They got there fairly quickly, in my opinion. If you see the the videos, you can still hear trucks going by like motors and they're looking for them. You can see their heads turning. Um, First, you know, if you need help, don't drop your window net. First of all, that to me, when you drop your window net, what does that mean? Signifies you're okay. It tells everybody that you're okay. Be safe getting to that, be safe getting to the car, truck, whatever it is. So, and uh, I guess uh, the antenna got knocked off the truck too, did it? We we were talking about that earlier because there was no radio communication. Yeah, I don't know what happened. And that
1: happens a lot. Like the radio can come unplugged, the radio can get knocked out of the
4: holder. A lot of things could happen there. So, to me, I thought the safety crew was there. you know, I thought. I mean, I know he's in there going help or whatever, But they have, they have headphone. They have have headsets on with radios and stuff. What? A, they're probably listening to commands and stuff at the same time. Yes, they cannot hear him, and his window is down. So if if you're walking to a car a safety worker and you're looking at his window now, are you gonna like put yourself in danger real quick to get there even faster? Because his window is down. You think he's getting ready to pop right out, which is what I thought he was gonna do. So I think there's a lot of unnecessary criticism for the safety crew here. Um, you know, when you play it and try to line it up, you can make it look worse than what it was. You can make a lot of things look worse, but I I thought they did. I thought they got there when, you know, leave your yeah. internet up if you this, need help. The, this, the numbers are simple. After, now you look at the video and you say, well, the
1: truck stopped. Okay, you got to also take in the fact that the truck has now got to stop you still see trucks driving through. It the, was
4: near the front of the field. Yeah, the wreck was. Yeah, so
1: we were running fifth, like okay. fourth and fifth, and so, so
4: you got thirty trucks to come yeah, by. So still. there
1: are still trucks. By the time the last truck goes by, to the time they get to these trucks, nineteen seconds for the two guys on the bottom, forty-one seconds for the guy on the top, and you see a cleanup truck. You know they obviously don't have enough people right there to to tend to all the drivers. So a second safety truck pulls up. And 15 seconds after that truck pulls up is when they get to Carson. They're, they're, the, last, they're the last truck to get there. And like you said, he made him a mistake by dropping his window net because that signifies there's he was not still an up emergency on the track here. a little ways. Yeah, he's, he was a lane and a half yeah. off the bottom they, of the track. If he
4: would have slid down on the two car lengths, that had been they, at him they, right yeah. away.
1: Like they were literally the two guys on the bottom, the five and whoever else piled into the five. 19 seconds they were after the last truck goes by there's there i don't know how you could do that any faster when you consider that they're not standing there waiting they have to get in a truck drive over there you you don't drop in yeah they should be in the truck but they still got to drive over there get out good you know get to the driver um so i i I think this was kind of low-hanging fruit after the kind of the debacle last week with the with the you know time it yeah, took to flip the car over and i think on. people kind of piled onto that oh look how terrible this is and obviously it sounds awful when you listen to carson scream for help and and tell him but i don't know what anybody expected him to do they got there in a timely manner in my opinion did you want them to drag him out with a broken foot or whatever he's got going on? Like he's got to sit there and wait for the ambulance people to show up and then they could figure have out a, a few way more to safely.
4: Off. If he leaves the window net up, they probably knock a little oh, bit of time right, off. Yeah. That. They would probably go to
1: him first. You know, if, if that window nets up and them two guys, because the two guys on the bottom, their window nets are down. There's the one starting to climb out. The other one's kind of Daisy, but daze Daisy, but you know, they're, um, they get there first because they're, you know, they're closest ones to him. If his net's up, they're going to go there first.
4: I, I just I just didn't see spotter could get also get to the NASCAR official and I don't know if he did or not. Yeah, and, and I, hey, hard. my guy needs help. Yeah, well, he don't know because like we talked about, the radio probably got knocked out. Like I never
1: heard any radio communication. You know, the the audio that you hear is from the in car camera from the TV, uh, you know, production. So I don't know. I don't I don't know what they could have done differently. I mean, obviously you want them there immediately, but within you know fifteen seconds of pulling up to the scene, being there. I don't know what else you could have done differently.
3: Who, who drives the five truck? I think it's Tyler Hill. I don't think that was Timmy. Yeah, it's, I well, think it's Tyler, Timmy's brother. I mean, you talk about a Woojie Can drive. This guy is piling into this wreck at a high rate of speed. Um, for the safety crew perspective, when they show up, all the trucks looked about the same in terms of da- how bad they were damaged. They were three trucks severely damaged. So I don't know how you would pick which one gets service first other than the window net. So if he dropped his window net, like you guys are saying, he basically surrendered immediate help. But to me, you're still only talking about, I looked at the video I saw, it was like 16 seconds into the video, the last truck cleared the accident, which means the safety crew can actually get out there onto the track and do their job. It was only 45
4: seconds after that when they were at his window. That's not really that long. I don't, I don't, I don't see an issue. I mean, like I said, leave your winter up so they know you need help. Then they can be more urgent. It could have
3: been 20 seconds instead of 45 if he'd he'd have followed protocol. But he's in a traumatic situation. He's in pain and even though his foot's broke, he may not know it's broke. He may be like, I got to get out of here before I get hurt worse. And it's,
1: it's, you know, like you, I don't know how many bones you guys have broke, but like instantly, you don't know. You know what I mean? Like it's the kind of, Adrenaline's pumping. You drop the net thinking you're going to get out. And then maybe when you go to put the weight on, you know, you're pushing out of the car with your feet. You go, oh, wait a minute. I got a problem here. So he might not have known. And it's, it's, I think 90% of the time, everybody's going to drop their net. Like it's just natural to want to get the hell out of there after a wreck like that. Um, but then you talk about the five. Listen, yes, he hit him a ton. But it's also in the same area where we said we couldn't see. True. So it's possible yeah. that they might not have seen that wreck. You know what I mean? So so who's that on? I don't know. You know, the, the, It's on whoever
3: said okay to that spotter stand. Whoever put that damn screen over there in the middle of one and two. I was watching on TV. I could see fine. But had I been on the spotter stand, you're right.
4: I sometimes, might not have seen anything. You know how sometimes are, and I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, it's whatever Tyler saw, if that was Tyler, then, you know, you make quick decision when there's a wreck and there's a car sliding down, and sometimes it doesn't work out, and you're not. I mean, obviously he wasn't trying to hit him. But sometimes you speed up and And try to get by a car to get this coming down. I mean, it's a green, white, checker restart. And there's going to be a lot of guys around. And a lot of times something like that
1: happens where, I mean, this has probably happened to 90% of the people on the highway. The car in front of you is driving ahead. You know, you're following a guy in front of you. All of a sudden he darts out of line because there's something stopped or something in the road in front of him. And now you have to react late to it, you know? So he might not have seen, he might've been looking, it's a restart. It was a green, white checker. So he's probably up, you know, on somebody's bumper into one, that yeah. guy darts a certain way oh, and boom, boom, there's, oh, a, there's truck. a truck sitting yeah. there, you know, there's yeah. a lot of factors. And like we said, you might not be able No, nope, he might not have gotten a lot of warning because you couldn't really see over there.
4: I hate it for uh, Carson because he was, he was fun to watch this yeah, year. Unfortunately, it sounds like he's going to be out for a while. Yeah. He, he's been fun to watch this year. Um, kid's got a big personality looking forward to him getting healthy and back and, uh, you know, competitive again. Cause he's been, he's been fun to watch and making things happen.
5: Brett, this one's for you. Stuart Haas racings, Brian Murphy tweeted. It's unfortunately become apparent being authentic, transparent and educational poses a th- real threat to my employment in this sport. It's not my job to provide these services. So I no longer will spot on, spot off.
3: That's a hard one for me to swallow, Casey. Like, uh, obviously, I know Brian Murphy. He came on our podcast uh, about a month or so ago to talk about, you know, kind of how you get into racing, right? And he's been very vocal on social media about um, things that he feels and sees and knows about our sport. And I feel like it's educational and beneficial to our fan base to have somebody like him doing this role. Um, I'm spot on for him saying to his followers, hey, my content is going to drastically change here or I'm going to lose my job, right? Because otherwise, all his followers, you know, 7,000 plus followers of these guys are going to be like, man, what happened to this guy? Did he get his wings clipped? So for him to come out and say that, I thought was, was pretty spot on. But when I look at this, TJ, I think there's four entities that could potentially have a problem with his tweets. Uh, first and foremost would be his crew chief, okay? His crew chief could be a guy that comes down on him and says, hey, stop doing this, okay? It could also be, the organization as a whole, which is going to come at like the president, Brett Frued or Greg Zipadelli, right? Um, you know, but if Rodney Childers didn't have, Rodney Childers is very active on Twitter. If he didn't have a problem with it um, and then Greg Zippadelli and Brett Frued didn't have a problem with it, you know, it's very possible that Ford had a problem with it, right? They're obviously the OEM in that situation. Maybe he put out something that they didn't appreciate or the top dog in this whole thing. And they've called me into the truck before because of my Twitter um, is NASCAR, right? So there's four people, one of those four people, entities right either a crew chief a general manager president type nascar or an oem sat him down and said stop and i am spot off for that because i really felt like he was doing a great job of providing jason awesome content for our fans i just wish they'd have set parameters and said hey don't go outside of this box you can still have fun with social media but unfortunately doesn't sound like that's the case yeah i mean like you said, we
1: we're especially on this podcast. We try we try to keep it as authentic as possible. And listen, I think Danny said it on Dale Junior's down the Dale Junior download. And he was on there a couple weeks ago. I've had conversations with my team about stuff that's said on here, and you know, not that they've ever like chastised me at any moment, but it's like, hey, just you know, watch what you're saying. Remember, you're kind of representing our organization and whatnot. Um, but that's the way I feel like it should be handled. Like not. Freddie, if that, I say one thing that upsets them, that's it. You know, you got to get off the podcast. You got to stop tweeting. You got to stop, you know, doing whatever. Um, so it's unfortunate that he kind of he got cut off completely because, like you said, a lot of his, you know, views on the sport and some of his insights of what how the cars are being built and stuff like that was very educational for our fans. And, and I would think that you would want – the fans to kind of gravitate towards that. And they, they would they kind of, to me, in my opinion, would gravitate towards your team. So I, I have a hard time believing it's a team-related deal. You know, I would lean more towards the NASCAR or the OEM side of it. But, you know, it is what it is, and it's unfortunate because, like you said, I've known Brian a long time. Him and me and him came kind of through the same razz. Mike Herman kind of got us both down here. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's, it's unfortunate for him. And I know it's unfortunate for him because I know – kind of how much it meant to him. You know, I think he took a lot of pride in the fact that he could kind of bring that information to people and and share it with them. So the fact that he can't anymore is unfortunate.
5: DJ.
4: Yeah, I really enjoyed his knowledge. I learned things from him myself. I thought uh thought he was very knowledgeable on a lot of things and but he did it in a fairly good way. So I'm talk not, about your own personal culture of
3: of 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 who you are now with with Roush Fenway, we don't talk about that versus right. Pensky. Like, can you can you honestly say um, that you're able to be? It, it's obvious to our listeners because they tweet about it. We even joke around about it. Like, are, are you in a more comfortable position now because of the
4: team you're with? Oh, wow, you? Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, when you when you're when one of your best friends is the own, is one of the owners there, you're in a much better. You know, you're just comfortable. You're it also shows.
5: The difference in teams too, where there are certain teams that are more higher profile, more, um,
4: some teams are very, are very strict, um, you know, with what's being said. And, you know, that was definitely, you definitely felt like, not that, I, not that anything was ever said to me, but I didn't want to cross that bridge. I didn't want to have any of them conversations. So you're always very protective of what you say and do to not have those conversations. And, you know, you still do that to a certain point now, but you're just not. You know, it, it's easier. Um, it's just more comfortable now for sure. Yeah.
5: Switching to Sonoma this weekend, we will now be reverting back to running the chute instead of the carousel this weekend.
4: Finally, <laughs> I hate the carousel. You ever, did you ever spot the carousel? Okay. Um. Yeah. I think this. I think this
1: track configuration lends itself to more action for the NASCAR cars. Um. You know, we have multiple passing zones here now, I think. Like, I feel like last year, the last two years, it was 2020 we started, right? I think was I think we ran two on the carousel. And it seemed to me like did, yeah. really turn 11 was the only super passing zone now where you've got turn four, turn seven of them, same kind of you got know, like decently long straightaway to where you can set up a dive bomb or run the guy wide off of four. Um, so I just feel like it's going to lend itself to having more action throughout the race. And four is the far end. Or is four that is five? like the one that's like they come over the tent. That's four or five maybe that's is the five. far corner, right? Hold on a minute.
3: Five and seven. maybe. Four is the far. Four is the ninety degree right hander. Yeah. You come up to
4: us to top of the hills. One, that's three. Then you got two, two. You got
3: three, three A. Four is that right hander. Yeah. Four
4: is the hard right, and then seven and is the other seven hard is right. The so one. the f- one's the left hander up the hill. Yes. Two is the right-hander. Yes. Three and 3A. Three, three and 3A. Three, three a. and 3A. And then four is the... Down the hill, hard Four ride. is where they always get the pitches where the cars are up, halfway up in the air. Four
3: is a freaking
4: passing zone if you got your stuff together. So when you yeah. get to the top of the hill and you come out of 3A, the cars are very light right there. There's a lot of wheel spin. There's a lot of grip issues. We see type people There's a lot drop. of dirt flying. Yes. <laughs> and, but that that you know why that's happening is because they're on the edge right there. And when you're on the edge, someone's not getting the throttle down right. There's a passing zone at that next deal. And what's cool is if two guys go into their side by side the guy behind them's like oh this is going to be great in five and also it brings back um the restarts for are honestly it's one of my favorite tracks for restarts cuz they're side by side um Sonoma is actually one of my favorite tracks because we can pretty much see the whole track and i think it's it's got a little bit of everything it's got a damn hairpin it's got two three different passing zones um it's got a little bit of everything, I think. And I, uh, I, I just, it's just one of my favorite places. I think it's a great ra- racetrack. It's got the the rhythm section there, the yeses. Um, we, when I would go with, there with Sterling back in the day, he would normally wait for somebody to get sideways there and hit and aim for him so we could get out of there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sterling hated road course racing. He but did hate it. He absolutely hated road course racing. And he'd tell you he hated it. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I, we've, I've probably changed or been a part of more motor changes with Sterling Marlin at road courses than I have the rest of my entire <laughs> career. I'm, I'm spot on for
3: going to Sonoma. Me I think too. it's a beautiful area. The weather is almost always phenomenal. I am also spot on for this change back to what we need to be running for the NASCAR track. Um, I, I am – this is the second road course of the year, right? So teams are going to get a little bit better. They learned a lot at Coda. It'll be interesting to see what teams make gains, you know, and what teams don't. Um, but I'm, I man, road courses are the new short tracks. I mean, they're where exciting things happen. If you've got guys running on top of each other at the end of stages or at the end of the race, getting into eleven, they're two and three wide down there, you know. And and this is where. You know, that one year, Ross Chastain went in there and, and wrecked and then just took off and shortcutted the whole thing and gained like five positions They didn't even penalize him. So, um, it, it, but I mean, my point of that is officiating is going to be a big deal. We talk a lot about officiating on this show. It's part of our game. It's part of our sport. So, um, a lot of pressure on the booth this weekend to make all the right calls. You weren't doing the truck race, were you? I was
4: watching the truck race. For the We actually had a guy screw the shoes up. And Was going to serve a penalty for it. Good. Remember that? Oh, yeah. And lap down truck. Yeah. No, he, yeah, he, he was lap down there. He didn't move all the way to the back. It's a 33 truck. What are you talking about? I think it's, yeah, he, they gave him, they were going to give him we a drive through a past for screwing penalty, the yeah. crew, screwing the choose up, which, screwing the pooch. Is that what you said? <laughs> Basically. Um, hey, one thing we didn't talk about is the race length at Gateway. I said it was spot on. Yeah. Two, I not oh, didn't hear you yeah. say the race length. Yeah. So three was it, hours, through, just over three hours. Perfect. perfect. Like it was, 300 mile races. It was packed with action the whole time and it didn't feel too long and it didn't feel too short. Sonoma's another one I usually love there race yeah. distance yeah. as well. Yeah.
5: Well, lucky for you guys, Adam Stern announced that we will be back at Gateway next year.
4: That's good. Awesome. We knew yeah. that was coming. <laughs> um, I couldn't have guessed.
1: Yeah. The what the one thing about the good thing about Sonoma going back to this configuration, less spotters, at least for me. I'm only
3: bringing one other guy. Yeah, Last year we one. had three, you know, so three total. So, I forgot that we need extra spotters. So, so you just said that. But the good news is Chris Rice is on top of it. I'm sure he I is. Hope I, I hope I get Lenny. Lenny's my favorite guy to be my oh, son. What's
1: the, what's the bus driver's name?
3: Will. Uh, Neil? Neil. Wheel. Neil. No. Neil.
1: Uh, <laughs> Neil spotted with me somewhere, Coda. And How'd Neil do? I don't it? think he plugged his radio in. I'm still <laughs> waiting for him to talk.
3: Hey, what's up, everybody? Freddie and I are excited to tell you about our new lifestyle racing brand, Cow Tracer. Our website is cowtracershop.com. And we're about to share a code with you shortly to get you a free gift.
1: First of all, if you're already listening to DBC, you are definitely a couch racer. You love racing. You love to watch and talk racing. You're smarter than the racers that are in the game.
3: And Brett and I, when we're not at the racetrack spotting, we are at home being couch racers ourselves. We sure are, man. couchracershop.com is the most inclusive racing brand in the world. CouchRacerShop.com is our website, and it's where you'll find awesome racing designs. We have our Freddy shirt, line of spot-on apparel, our Couch Racer branded items, along with our popular racing freedom design. And coming soon, yes, what an idiot, along with some anti-Darf merch for you fans. Go to CouchRacerShop.com and
1: use the code CouchRacer to complete your order, and we'll throw in an awesome premium Couch decal for free at CouchRacerShop.com.
0: engine engine number 9 i'll tell you if they don't hurry up and fix this f- track i'm gonna run out of f- beer and cigarettes okay so tj look at the f- date all the time when i tell you this f- data
2: hey freddy just letting you know we got the beige gmc out in the parking lot in case you want to have bubba come out and hit us like you said everything out on the track so
0: hey
5: now jason got a message for you get out of dinner's ass
2: reaction theater starts now Jesse Uwuchi more like Jesse you what an
0: idiot what the hell are you doing look I don't like Ty Gibbs as much as the next guy right now but what the hell are you doing man oh my god that is top-notch stupidity and uh, if he ain't Brett Griffin's what an idiot I'm gonna be severely disappointed that's a
3: long list I know you guys are a bunch of Denny Hamlin simps, but
1: uh, he needs to be black flagged. That's that's just absolutely ridiculous.
2: Ross bumped him. He bumped him. This is NASCAR. We allow bumping. What he's doing <laughs> is 10 times worse. He should be parked or Ross just needs to put him in the f-ing fence and end him for good.
1: I got to <laughs> like Denny. I don't think he likes him. He bumped him. Just bumped him a little bit. Yeah. I mean, what did Denny do? He never even touched him. <laughs> just, he was going slow, trying to get out of the
2: way.
3: I love our fans.
2: <laughs> some days you're the bat, some days you're the ball. It's never fun when you're the ball. Matt Kenseth would be so proud, and so would Tony Stewart, teaching these new guys a lesson. You can't just race like a d- the whole time and expect everyone to be okay with it.
3: He raced like a Richard. <laughs> Richard, ah. I don't think he got him back. The guy I, got a top. Where did Ross finish? Sixth? Eighth. Eighth? eighth. Oh, yeah. Terrible day for Ross Chastain. Yeah. I Wrecks four people and finishes eighth. Ain't a bad day for Ross. I wish he would have got parked for minimum speed. That would have been funny.
0: I'm sick and tired of these damn tire problems. If it's the teams, we need to go ahead and find penalties for this. Because I'm tired of this ruining my race every 25 laps. You want to take four weeks off for a a tire falling off, let's figure something out for this.
4: He is either a Chase Briscoe <sighs> fan or a Ryan Blaney fan. Which one do you think it is? I, I just don't understand. Okay, well, why don't you tell them there's certain limits on things that they're sketchy to go past. And, yeah, it's faster when you do, obviously, but you, there's a risk involved with that. I don't. So we cut a tire in practice,
1: and we think that the – Rumble strips in turn one contributed to it, um, you know, because there was. It looks like it's hard to describe. It looks like, yeah, teeth on a gear almost. You know, yeah. it's it's so something was doing it though. Yeah, but like, and it's not, and it was lap five. When we cut a tire, so it wasn't like it was a, a camber issue or an air pressure issue because. It, you know, that wouldn't have shown up until a little bit later on. I don't think But still it could be, I mean, but is it
4: self-inflicted?
1: I think ours was self-inflicted I, I'm, I think a lot of and, them are. And I think like Briscoe's, I think is, you know, a, a setup issue. You know, he can only run whatever it was, 40 laps whenever he got his flat. Um, and then it's weird. He was super fast, huh? Yeah. we're so weird. how that with works, the blade, right? Same with the twelve. The twelve was super fast. I you mean, know, it's he, weird how that works. It's, huh? it's just you
3: know that's we, we, that's we talked about why on here, but it is just crazy the transition of you used to go to places and you were so worried about that right front. Uh now it's, now you're not. It's the it's exact left rear. corner.
4: <laughs> that left rear.
0: Yeah. After all that, the twenty-two and the eighteen race clean as can be. Mm-hmm. I ain't mad at it. But I wasn't expecting it. Didn't th- have it on my bingo card.
3: I thought the Freddy, 22 ran 18 Sorry way about your the boss. Track. Sucks to suck. Dang, damn. Sucks to suck. I thought the 22 ran 18 way up the track and wanted to and took complete yeah. advantage of him. Kind of like what you're talking about uh, Bubba did to get clear of Ricky. Um, he was here on Joey right at his door, and, and Joy just kept coming, 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 coming. Eventually Kyle had to lift,
4: yeah. and then Joey cleared him. So, um, but, it's I mean, weird. That probably would have worked at Darlington, too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how it's funny how that works. I thought um thought that I mean Joey was doing what he needed to do to win the race at that point. He probably wasn't going to clear Kyle unless he did something like that. And honestly, Kyle Kyle made a mistake in three and four. He overdrove the middle there and let, and let Joey clear him. So, but uh, the winners in this are the fans. They get to see these guys swapping the lead. You know, no matter who it is, it's still fun to watch two guys go for the win and, and somebody's not out front just stealing the air from somebody. These guys are going after, and it was fun to watch. Two of the best in the game, fans on their feet. You're yeah. right, fans are the winners. Yes, hello. This is a welfare check for a TJ Majors. Uh, we know you get a little cranky after your old boss uh, wins a race, so we have the ambulance on standby with a fresh bottle and a new diaper for you. Oh, Also, we have some chapstick because uh, – I'm sure Freddie's uh, lips are going to be a little sore from all the ass kiss, and he's going to do. Jesus, Denny made an ass of himself this weekend. Good lord, the guy got wrecked, and he. <laughs> kept, he I got, mean, I, I don't. I'm understand. starting to feel I'm bad still, for Denny. <laughs> I think he made an <laughs> yeah. ass out
1: of Ross. I don't know that Denny. I mean, obviously, I have to be swayed in my opinion, but whatever
4: he's done, I mean, he he is. Uh, he's I the mean, most
1: entertaining person in the Cup Series but right he, now. Like, Easily, it it.
4: he's like. It's funny because he can. And I've been kind of in this position before with somebody. You get wrecked and you're still the bad guy. We got <laughs> destroyed at Bristol and you would have thought we shouldn't even have been on the racetrack. <laughs> you were but, in the way. <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't, don't. There is no. Um, you don't need to send an ambulance here. It's it's my you like to see a good race no matter what. Everyone come out. Of, I was I'm not going to lie. I'm, I bet I was glad to see Harvard cop out of that car. Well, me too. Oh, he hit a so, Yeah. yeah.
5: I, on that topic. I saw a tweet from Jeff Gluck saying that drivers are saying that the next-gen impacts feel harder, even if it doesn't look as bad. Is that what you're hearing as well? I wish we
3: would have asked Jeff Burton that when he was in here, because he and I had a long talk about this about two months ago, kind of after the Eric Amarola hit at the L.A. Coliseum and then a couple of these big hits at Atlanta. And what I was told is that these cars, for whatever reason, when they hit the wall, with a small impact, the wall doesn't move enough to dissipate the energy and the driver gets the it. majority of the force of the hit. So those, those some of those small hits are massive inside the car because everything that the, the energy-wise the driver's feeling it, when it hits hard enough to actually move the wall compared to the old car this car is safer so the the small medium hits are hurting the most um but like when they when when they show the the data on backing the car in like the the energy is terrible for the driver it's a massive hit but they see no injuries coming from that style of hit so um again this is just information that i've been told is not scientific stuff that i've personally seen but yeah i mean that harvick hit oh that
1: was not, that I, was not a small medium no
4: hit. i was like oh when i saw that hit i was like oh that hurt it that looked hurt to me, me
1: it looked to me like something like right front caliper blew out or something because getting into one getting into three you saw just a turned. puff of black smoke and then it looked like the rear brakes were locked up so it looked like he almost blew something in the front and, and the rear brakes locked up and spun him out but man he was just along for the ride he hit yeah. a ton
4: i was glad to see him hop out of there i mean i saw him walk in the air, I saw him walk by me at the airport, and he was fine. So, um, I'm sure he sore today. But I was glad to see him get out of there. Same. And, uh, so, Moving yeah. Moving
5: on to the next one.
3: What the is going on? Michael McDowell's in the lead. Cody Ware is running in the top fifteen. Denny's
0: driving like George Jones. What the is going on?
4: It is <laughs> good.
1: Oh, he's the best. How do I don't really so, meet this guy? He was at somewhere. God, that's where he
2: was, and I didn't get a chance to see I him. Martinsville, had like two, maybe had two or three sentences in it. it was good. It's maybe I'll bad. to come play for the Sweet in Bristol. Yeah, yeah Jeb come play.
3: That'd be awesome. We line that up. <laughs> It'd be great. Jeb Burton. My sister thinks she probably <laughs> still thinks that. Hopefully, by now she's figured out. It's it not depends on how many fireballs she's had. That's true. So Danny was going to wreck the dog food Ida. <laughs>
1: He's
4: going to, he was not going to yesterday. He's going to somewhere down the road. <laughs> that, that, the you know food. what? I'm pissed off. He did not use that term. <laughs> Why did he not key up? I don't think anybody's going to use that one again for a while.
5: <laughs> oh, uh, send us a song, a message, or whatever you'd like on Door Clear. Go to anchor.fm slash Door Clear and click the message icon. We will keep playing the best ones on the show
1: offer pad question of the
2: week
5: let's move on to offer pad question of the week if your wife (laughs) wanted to add a new feature to your home what would she add and why i
4: know what brett's answer is another house out back guest house out back (laughs) for me to get out (laughs) of the primary house that's what
5: i like it
1: same (laughs) probably ready uh, my wife would had a guest home at Brett's house for me to get the hell off the property probably uh, yeah I don't know what Megan would want she'd probably want a pool at Brett's
5: <laughs> at Brett's not at your yeah, house yeah not my house go get a cash offer on your home today with our presenting sponsor offerpad.com it's time for us to get into our favorite Xfinity X-Fi more than fast moments from the week whether you're behind the wheel or online, speed isn't the only thing you need. So, tell us, what were your more than fast moments this week? TJ. Uh,
4: you know, I got to give my more than fast moment to a guy. This is, I don't know where what position he exactly ended up in, but I thought he was competitive all day and hung around. He led a little bit and hung right around that top five. This is going to be surprising, but I'm mean, going to give you have to Eric Jones. I, I thought, thought he I thought he's going to have a chance to win at one I, point. I did too. He was quietly hanging out right in the right area. So and, and not many, not many probably noticed it. But I'm going to give Derek Jones
5: ready.
1: My um, Xfinity X5 more than fast moments going to go to the 22. Um, had the race in control. Lost the lead on the second to last restart. Came back on the last restart to kind of outrun Kyle, out duel him if you will. Kind of won the dog fight there. Took his lane away and then just
3: drove back by him in three and four. So I'll give mine to Joey Logano. I got to go Xfinity X5 more than fast moment to AJ Amendinger. I mean, to bring that nutri solution Solutions Chevrolet back as quick as he did from all the deficits he put himself into. <laughs> Holy cow. And I still think. I still think it's one of the biggest comeback wins ever by a driver to pull that off. So congrats to AJ. Uh, I got on the plane yesterday with him, and I was like, man, I didn't know whether to text you that night and congratulate you. I was scared you were sleeping or this morning. And he's like, dude, I'm so tired and dehydrated. I just want to go home and get some rest. But uh, props to those guys, man. Colleague Racing and Xfinity Series at Road Courses and Plate Tracks, they're on fire. Here on Door Clear, being more than fast is a way of life. Thankfully, there's plenty of weekly action for our Xfinity X5 More Than Fast moments. You know what else is more than fast? Xfinity X5. With the speed for all your devices, you also get the reliability and security that keeps your crew
4: connected and protected. With Xfinity X5, you can do more of what you love with a faster internet and a powerful and secure connection. Follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter for even
1: more Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. And Casey, don't forget to vote for your favorites.
5: Thank you to Xfinity, proud (laughs) premier partner of NASCAR.
3: What an idiot.
5: Let's move on to what an idiot. Brett, who's a go-to?
3: I don't even know what to do right here.
5: Do you need to, like, rank them?
3: Well, I hate to give out the honorable mentions. And obviously, whoever said okay to the spotter stand wins. What an idiot for the whole show, not just for this segment. But for this segment, two weeks in a row, I got to give it to my friend Freddie Kraft. Derek Krause, had he picked the bottom would have won the truck race. He opted to not take the front row, to not be on the bottom, and it was heartbreaking for me. I was sitting in the bar throwing beers at the TV because Derek Krause gave up the front row.
1: Derek Krause would not have won the truck race if he chose the bottom. Derek Krause would have been probably the same spot or wrecked if he chose the bottom. Of course you're going to say that. Well, hey, listen, that's the, <laughs> the whole I, time. He checked
3: up and stopped.
1: Yeah, because Derek had him jacked up.
4: <laughs> Why not just go? Hammer down. I I don't know why you couldn't go, but I know that we tried it twice uh, and we couldn't go. Uh, this is the thing: the more that these guys and these games get played all the time, they watch each other going into the restart zone and they start slowing down. When you slow down and go late, every when you hit that restart zone, every foot that you go into that restart zone is you giving, lose an advantage. you're, giving you're advantage. losing more of an advantage. The more and you're packing everybody up right with you, you're actually giving him a chance to get the guy behind him to push him just right, even better. Stop screwing around. Just go. The, so.
1: the the thought process was, I can take you right through it. We had two opportunities to restart on the bottom earlier in that race. Not, not long before that either. You know, maybe 10, 15, 20 laps before that, whatever it was. And we got two terrible restarts on the bottom for whatever reason to the point where it. no, no, we just couldn't take off with them. The leader would be gone and we could we're spinning the tires, whatever it was, the leader's gone. So the thought process of race him into turn one hard was not an option for us because every time we did it, the leader was three car lengths in front of us. So now what we're going to do is put ourselves in a defensive position into turn one where you're blocking the bottom or you're going to end up middle of three or hooked in the inside wall versus every other restart that we've had in fourth place We were playing offense off of turn two. And your thought process is, I want to be moving forward through one and two, not trying to block the bottom, risk getting myself wrecked. At that point, our truck was, we had just seen the 98 was the better truck. He had just run us down and went by us. So our options were, in my opinion, to to follow him and be playing offense through one and two rather than trying to defend our spot on the bottom. And obviously, with the 98 spinning his tires, I still think the 51 went early. Um, but you know, it is what it is. And, and listen, hindsight started on the top. 98 took the top. He was a leader. Yeah. And you
4: took top behind him took or the top behind him. Yeah. I'd um, probably taken the front row and just tried to use him up. But like my point, we couldn't because he was gone. You jump know what I mean? It. Like, well,
1: yeah, if I known that that was an option, I knew if I knew you could well, jump I the mean, start. They do. Yeah. Well, I mean, just like I'm telling you, if I, if I had not restarted on the bottom all day yet. I would have taken the bottom, but I just saw two
4: restarts on the bottom and they were not gonna work out in our favor, I can I assure you. This little violin still playing over here. What violin? That little you're crying here, man. I'm not crying. <laughs> I'm <just kidding. laughs> that's, um, that's like four minutes of explanation right there. Well, I'm just taking you through it. You
1: mad, um, bro? No, <laughs> I am mad. I am mad because we were damn leading the race with five to go and didn't win. <laughs> oh, I was throwing uh, beers
3: in it too, and I gotta start running you down. <laughs> Maya. Me too. Did you give what an idiot? I mean, my what a idiot is Jesse. It's, I mean, there's not much more you can say about it. But we do have
4: to tell one story. Uh-oh. Have you picked your what an idiot yet? No. Oh, you go next. Uh, so, Chip Weil, <laughs> he parked right behind me at the airport, gets out, totally leaves his parking pass in the mirror, mm. and I, I save him. So I almost said yesterday, too. I was walking by my car. I'm like, oh, shit, I got my car parking pass. Yeah, I'm like, Chip, you might want to grab that. So, wow, I'm like, what's no, he gonna do for you down the road? Uh, I mean, I'm hoping for like some sort of uh juice bar with a roof, um, on one of the <laughs> with a, with a, with a covered water <laughs> stands. Yeah. I mean, hey, well, he's probably got a stack of money, he probably desk. got a stack of them. I told him that, so um, but yeah, I you know, it was kind of funny, but I he, sent Chip a shot of fireball during the truck race. Uh, actually, it was I during an Xfinity Series race. I hope it was
3: Xfinity Series um, I was there. So. Yeah. <laughs> it was during an Series race. They all run together for me. I was at a bar for 42 hours. Uh, but Brett no, had breakfast, lunch, and dinner at the same bar. Never left. <laughs> <laughs>
4: had bloodies, and then that night I had a steak dinner. <laughs> hey, I, hey, one thing about that. <laughs> Three shift changes. <laughs> My teammate, Mike Herman here, he, he's, uh, he has to have coffee. He needs his oh, coffee. Yes. He has to have his coffee. And then we get to St. Louis, and it's like, on the verge of late, late breakfast, early lunch, or, you know, around the edge. So there's a few of us there. We're like, all right, we'll go to this Italian place. I mean, he needs breakfast still. He gets a breakfast pizza. <laughs> so, <laughs>
2: it's just right funny.
4: Right after his coffee. So, I mean, so
3: we were in the middle of practice, and the 15 car caught on fire. Oh, Oh, God. Not not, not not just a fire. It caught, like, It's engulfed in flames. And this guy drives into the garage, which I was honestly surprised he drove it that far, given the amount of smoke and fire that I saw coming out from under the hood, out from under the front tires, out of the exhaust pipe. So there is a guy, and I wish there was video evidence of this, because I can only try to recreate this in your mind. There's some video evidence. There was a guy that was kicking the tailpipe, (laughs) (laughs) trying to put the fire out. Okay, First of all, that's not going to work because we are talking about a freaking three alarm fire here, guy. <laughs> but not only did that guy do that, he left the side of the car and started walking around to the front. Did you see what he did? It was
1: slow motion. He
3: pulled the freaking hood pins out and went to raise the hood. And when he raised the hood, he jumped back like his hands were on fire. They there were. Any, there ain't enough mayonnaise for him to stick his hands in to stop that burn, buddy. Like, what um, the f are you doing? The car. <laughs> the fact that you're working on a car scares me. And I know we have a lot of listeners
4: at Rick Ware Racing, and they're going to give whoever this guy is—you know who he was—he was the guy that took the radiator cap off oh, oh, at some point.
1: I, I mean, I when he it was like so we see him kicking the tailpipe. I saw and him I'm kicking like, the tailpipe. And I'm like, what is he doing? And then he like he started heading to the front. I'm like, you know that? What's that TikTok? Oh no! Yeah. Oh, oh no, 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 no! No no! Like yeah. like you're no, he's not going to do that. No. And all of a sudden, as soon as he lifts the hood, you realize. <laughs> He's in bad lying. shape. Yeah. Like what? So he, he actually trumps. raised it up.
0: Yes. That's oh. like a ball. He, he got to do about
1: here before he had to drop it because his hands are on fire. Oh but- <laughs> my gosh. Like I saw
4: him kicking the <laughs> tailpipe. That plastic. guy's working on his car. He's like kicking at it. Do you want it? that guy working on your car? <laughs> yeah. truth. definitely don't want him putting the fire out. <laughs> I don't want to turn wrenches either. It, so there is a video of it somewhere. Maybe somebody can line that up to that there's, song. Or the There's the,
1: not a video of them live from the hood, but there's a video just before that. About to do some sketchy <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> uh,
4: <laughs> Hope I get away with it.
1: Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast.
3: Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than than using a free awesome service.
4: To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or
1: computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms.
3: Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place.
1: We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans in reaction theater with Anchor's
3: leave a message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest.
4: So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's <laughs> ancho r.fm to get started.
5: Time for (laughs) DBC Picks. Congratulations, Brett. You won at Gateway with Kyle Bush. You are currently leading the standings with four wins. Jason is second with four. uh, Sorry, five wins. Jason second with four. Freddie has three. TJ and I both have two. I think
4: we found um, the weak spot for the (laughs) Chevys. I mean, (laughs) they just weren't that competitive really all day, right? They're terrible
3: yeah um their, their cars in dirty air are worse than anybody's cars in dirty air right now so we've weird. seen
1: it and it's interesting um we talked about this after Kansas I think it was that they took the took all the manufacturers to the wind tunnel and Ford's been quite a bit better since then for some reason uh Blaney yeah. won the all-star race um you know they were they were they were all fast here I, this wonder, I mean I
3: haven't
4: Normally, they announce things when they change yeah, things normally, or whatever. But
3: but I'm just, it's been, listen, they right. were not good. And then they
4: did the, that wind tunnel the, test. And now two, they've been better.
3: Two Chevrolets that are fast week in and week out it's Ross Chastain and Tyler Reddick. Yeah. And Larson, other ones will hit or miss something. Yeah, but I mean, not like Kyle not, Larson. Not like last year when the cars Chevrolets were. Chevrolets and dirty air are awful right now. But anyway, DBC picks.
5: I will go with AJ. Jason. Martin
3: wow.
2: Truex Jr.
3: Wow. Y'all are swinging fence ish. TJ. Boy. KG, you, uh, I mean, KJ. Uh, KJ. <laughs> are you sure AJ's in this race?
4: Shut oh, up. boy.
5: I did my research.
4: Okay. I are think you sure? she's guessing.
5: I'm running on three hours of sleep. <laughs> she's Don't guessing. Don't piss me off. Oh. TJ.
4: Okay, then. Um, I'm going to go with Cindric. God dang it. I thought I was going to slide one in on you right there.
3: Michael McDowell. And you just took the other one. <laughs> now Son. Brent's laying up. He's laying well, up no, now. The problem is there's four road courses left before the playoff starts. Wow, well, you're so good y'all just then, took right? all the road course guys because I won last week. All right, so I'm going to swing for the fence because I ain't laying up. I'm going to go with the guy that's coming off the win. Give me Joy Logano.
5: Fair. Heading to Sonoma. Famous wine country. Besides lots of drinking, what uh, can we expect from the race?
1: Uh, more action than we've had in the last couple of years, I would think. Um, yeah, I just
3: love going out here. Ernie's Ten Bar. Ernie's Bar. If you're roof. a fan and you're listening to this show, I highly recommend you go to Ernie's Tin Bar. Every, um, every NASCAR guy that gets a chance to swing by, and have a beer there is going to do that. There's no cell phones allowed, and if you pull it out, you have to buy a round of drinks for the whole bar. It is in the back of a legitimate service station. Really cool atmosphere, and there's a lot of cool dive places out there um, around Sonoma, uh, around Napa County. If you pull your phone out. If you pull your phone out. You buy everybody around, right? Yes, and they scream at you and embarrass you.
5: Can we do that on this show?
3: Because well, that's where all my notes are. I'm as yeah. smart as my phone.
4: Remember, I Google everything. Yeah, and here's the deal: we don't ever turn our camera on to check ourselves. We know what that's going <laughs> to. We know what that's going to do. Casey, you're so naturally beautiful. Don't, you don't need I, to do I, her that. Her phone yourself. must not wow, be working today. Thank you.
5: <gasps> <laughs> Again, three hours of sleep. I made it to the show on time. Hi, kid, no, Casey, you, you look cute.
4: You don't want to. I mean, you could call Brett out right now if you want. What are you calling me out for? Well, last week you agreed mm-hmm. to you agreed to. I told her,
3: I've got ADD, and I didn't put it in my phone, and therefore it didn't exist. Mm-hmm. The pr- the problem is not ADD. The problem is that he can't hear. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: can't hear. So listen, we've now been in business together for a few months, and we've had multiple conversations that he has not even I remotely hear. heard. I can't hear, and I'm like, remember we talked about this, and you're like, no. Nah. So like, whatever okay.
5: whatever listeners I talked to at the track last night, and I was talking about Brett. It's all true.
1: Yes. It's always all true.
5: Well, thank you all for listening. Don't forget to watch us on MAV-TV.
3: Big, uh, big guest next week.
5: I don't coming even know who it is. Who is it?
3: Next week, well, we,
1: we are dropping some dead weight, and Brett's not coming. Um, but John Hunter's coming. Uh, I remember if you Remember back a few weeks, he earned his way. He asked to be on DBC, and we couldn't just give him a free pass to come on DBC. Race his way in. So he had to race his way in, so he finished top 10, I think, in both the Xfinity and Truck Race at Darlington. Darlington. So he's earned his way in. He's going to come in. He's got some big shoes to fill. Brett's obviously a loudmouth idiot, so hopefully John Hunter can can back that up. I, he better bring my glasses. I, yeah, I and was gonna say, I hope we can. I hope we can uncover Is that his daughter, yes. I assume. We can uncover the,
4: the beef that Freddie and him have. I hope he brings aspirin because I'll probably be hungover. <laughs> he can bring aspirin and aspirin. I mean, you, you might you as, as well cover just that? still come
5: <laughs> drunk and we'll be fine.
4: <laughs> the, the, was, it, was it on Twitter? What? Uh, Twitter beef, yeah, yeah. That, they were, you, you know, John Hunter was tweeting at Freddie. They were having a little battle.
5: Oh, we'll have to resurface this yeah. conversation. That's when we next ran week. into
4: him at uh, Bristol Dirt Race.
3: Yeah. Make sure well, he knows we're on MAV TV now, and he dresses the part. Like we don't need him on here looking like a beach bum. We need him to like come on you? here and look good. Does he look like a beach bum? Yeah. I don't know what he looked like, but what? he needs to know. He needs to know he needs to come on here and look pretty. <laughs> look who's I'm going talking. to. Phoenix, Arizona tomorrow. Oakland, California. Sonoma, California. Charleston, South Carolina. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I'm going for the next seventeen days after today. So I'm only joining for part of that trip. So I'll be back. Which one? I'm going to Charleston and Myrtle Beach. I'll be back and in Nashville and obviously on the show for the Monday after the race in Music City, which I
4: can't wait for. By the way, I I love me some Nashville. One good thing about uh, the Bristol Suite appearance is that. Freddie will tell
5: Columbia story. The Maybe. Columbia
4: story. Yeah. He, he might knew. have
5: another story gotta, after Myrtle it's Beach. It's got to
4: sell out. If it
3: doesn't sell out, they, they can't get the story. Saturday, September 17th, the Bristol Motor Speedway, Dirty Mo Media, ultimate experience. We
1: had multiple people in the Charlotte Dirty. There was a funny story about <laughs> the one guy. Did we tell it on here last week? I can't remember. But the one guy said, you know, you guys need to do this in Bristol. And, oh, yeah. and oh. Davis is like, yeah, we're doing it
3: in Bristol. And his wife was like. Oh, boy. Oh boy. <laughs> we're coming again? Like It's going to be a blast. Do you I can't think wait we can, can talk Mike people. into doing We were only scheduled to do three. And look, it was like pulling teeth to get Mike to do this. And then he all of a sudden was like, man, this is a great idea I had. And I'm like... Yeah, it was a great idea. Excuse I me. I
5: brought this up so, like three years ago. So, so, okay,
3: you don't want to get in this conversation because Mike's going to tell you when I brought it up. You weren't even here yet. You weren't even thought <sighs> about it. You were, you were still inside the egg at that point. <laughs> so, we do have time to do Las Vegas in October. Again, Las Vegas. We can do Las Vegas twice. And I think people would go to another Las Vegas because, Jason. Why wouldn't you? Did you have fun in Las Vegas? I'll go again. Okay. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I want to I go and not have to spot. Just, just party in the suite all weekend.
1: Yeah, exactly. We need to do this uh, like in the off season. I want to yeah, <laughs> like let's have an off season. We need a chili, a chili bowl, a chili bowl, dirty like bowl experience. I like it, and then I could be.
4: Then, then they can get all kind of stories. <laughs> but there's no suites or anything there. We need somewhere. They, where, got, uh, they, got they have suites. suites. Does even need to be a race? The, I mean, can we just pick a weekend. The, C- the
5: CBI trailer could I'm be our you, suite.
1: Right now, Megan went to the Chili Bowl this year and was there for four days and had no idea there was a racetrack there until Saturday night when she finally sure made that. it to the grandstands. <laughs> mm.
5: All right. Well, don't forget, buy your tickets for the Jenny Mo Media Experience at Bristol. Listen to or watch the show on Thursday, Mav TV, 7 p.m. Eastern, and send us some comments, likes, tweets. You know the drill. Have a good week.
3: We out. Holla. Thanks.
2: This is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Check out Dirty Mo Media. YouTube, Twitter,
4: Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty 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 Mo. Dirty Mo.